episode number one of the Focus 15. These podcasts will be aired the first and third Monday of each month. Each episode will be less than 15 minutes in duration for a quick kickoff to your week. In my experience, most sustainably successful advisors put the needs and wants of their clients and others first, which means we often start our days and weeks executing everyone else's agenda for our time versus our own. I'd encourage you to set an appointment with yourself, just 15 minutes to start off your day, start off your week, in order to gain the kind of clarity which leads to complete confidence around how you'll invest your time and with whom during the upcoming week. Priority activities with priority people during prime time is focused effort. These podcasts will be an opportunity for you to really leverage your focus 15 minutes. So let's begin with episode number one, which I call the mindset during messy times. And we've certainly been navigating some messy times. What's going on in the economy, the political environment, the markets with inflation, you name it. There are no shortage of things that we've had to navigate in the conversations that we're having with clients. We'll focus today on three key areas. The first is your mindset. The second is your process. And the third is the opportunities that are created through times like this. So as we think about the mindset, it's important to recognize that all of the things that we're having to navigate, all of the conditions in which we're playing are not things that we created. This is nothing that we caused. You can't solve economic, the the market, the inflation. You can't solve the global issues. Performance may not be where you want it to be. The stock market has certainly been volatile, but you're not fully in control of either one of those things. What you are in control of is who wants to do business with you when the conditions are right for them to do business with you. And you're in control of keeping extremely connected to the clients that continue to place their trust in you. Because ultimately, at any time, but certainly during times like this, people can sense panic. And the second they sense panic from their advisor or advisory team, it's over, right? We have to be the ones that calm them down because they're looking to us as a barometer for how they should be feeling. And it can be challenging because as we've experienced during any type of destabilizing event or factor over recent years, decades, et cetera, people suffer from recency bias. So even though we've had situations not dissimilar in many ways to what we've been facing and will continue to have, people forget, our clients forget how they felt during those times. This seems new. This seems different. This seems worse in many respects. And so it's important that we, through our conversations with them, remind them that we have helped People like them, them in many cases, navigate through challenging and uncertain times. And this is exactly why we do the type of comprehensive planning that we do. These things are factored in. And although elements may be different, we are structured in ways 
to help them weather stormy times. So mindset is fundamental and it starts with yours so that you can appropriately affect the mindset of your clients. The second element is your process and really the preparation around your contact strategy with clients. This is a time to really custom tailor any discussion that you have with your clients. Words matter more than ever. And contact strategies have four elements. The frequency with which you're going to reach out, which I would increase. The method of contact and voice-to-voice -voice or face-to-face -face is always preferred. The message that you're going to deliver is that one that's going to provide reassurance, a demonstration of caring, clarity, in some cases urgency, and the deliverables. But here's the key. Consistency matters more than anything. Because when performance is good, when, when market conditions are favorable, clients will somewhat excuse things like not hearing from you or their advisors as frequently as they'd like to. But when things aren't favorable, they're going to focus in on everything that is or has annoyed them. All of those annoyances will become exacerbated. So the proactive nature of our outreach, our demonstration of caring, being there, being present, being clear, are so critically important. As you think about your client communications, I'd ask yourself two really important questions about your relationship with your clients. The first is, why did they do business with you? Why did they decide to hire you in the first place? And that's not a generic question. That's a question regarding each particular client. Because sometimes during times like this, it is easy to create a false narrative in our minds that says, if performance is down or, or things are not as favorable as we'd like them to be, our clients are going to leave. Well, the reality is they didn't hire you based solely on performance. Most of them did not do comprehensive analysis of performance be benchmarks and matrices. They hired you because they believed in you, they trusted you, they felt that you could bring wisdom, resources, a team, planning, and that you would be the people that would be there to navigate transitions in their lives for years and years to come and generations to come. And you still do those things and can still do those things for people. The second question, and maybe even more important, is what did you promise them? What promises did you make when they were prospects deciding whether to become clients? What promises have you continued to make them throughout the life cycle of your relationship? And I just about guarantee that you didn't promise them absolutely perfect performance, absolutely calm and favorable market conditions at all times. A stable economy. You didn't promise them those things. What you did promise them is that you would be there, you would proactively communicate, you would help them 
create and execute on a comprehensive plan. You'd help them anticipate and plan for transitions in their lives, their the life of their business, their family. You'd bring a team internally and externally around them that's connected. Those are the things that you promise them. And again, you are still delivering on those. So these are really important questions. And again, it ties to our mindset as we get ready for the conversations that we're having with our clients. Now, as you think about questions to ask, really high impact, transformative type questions that you should be asking your clients during this time, the, the one thing that I'd say, although I'm a fan of open-ended questions, is I'm not a fan, particularly in today's environment, of the sort of throwaway open-ended questions like, how are you? Particularly when you know that somebody's not doing all that well. And I hear every single week from advisors that they're still asking those types of questions. And the responses from clients oftentimes, well, how the heck do you think I am? I'm my portfolio's down a million dollars. And my follow-up question to the advisor always is, well, did you know that their portfolio was down a million dollars? And A, you should, whether you're proactively taking the call or reactively responding to it. But if you know that's the case, why would you ask them, how are they? You might as well just say, here, take this bat and beat me with it. Because you know the portfolio's down. So we really want to be careful about how we're formatting some of those types of questions, particularly when we know somebody's on edge. You want to stay on offense. You want to get out ahead of people who are going to be upset. Explain what's being done. Be clear and consistent and let them know what we're doing as a firm and a team to address these things. Some other high impact questions that you may want to consider asking is, you know, how are you feeling about your financial situation today? How are you feeling today versus when we last spoke a week ago, several weeks ago, a month ago? Are you feeling better, the same, worse, more optimistic, less optimistic? Do you have more clarity, less clarity? Right, and I wouldn't ask all of them at once, but you pick one and, and get a sense of where they are in that spectrum. Are they feeling better or worse than the last time you spoke? And what's causing the shift? What's caused them to feel better? What's caused them to feel worse? I then ask, what can I or we as your team here do in our relationship and conversations with you to help you feel more at peace? Another question or another way to state these questions would be, do you see yourself as it relates to your well-being in this economy as optimistic, neutral, or pessimistic? Why? What's driving that? Do you want to talk about it? Right? What's, what's specifically causing the concern? I may ask if you know, this were to continue for the next few years, if, if the economy continued to be sluggish, et cetera, how would that affect you? And what does all of this mean for you? What would that mean to the people that you care about, to the organizations and the charities that you care about? 
really getting a sense of what people feel the impact would be on them. And oftentimes they may say, I'm not particularly all that concerned about the impact on me, but I'm very concerned about the impact on my children or my grandchildren. It's a perfect opportunity to really get into the psyche of folks and then ensure that they have clarity and therefore reassurance around the comprehensive planning that we do. And or if there are opportunities still to do more comprehensive type of planning, this is a perfect time to do it with them and with the people that they care about. So questions are absolutely critical, but we need to be really well planned and thought out in the words we use and how we ask and deliver on these questions. The third component here is the opportunity that exists. And sometimes through the fatigue of fielding a lot of challenging conversations, we can dial down, unfortunately, the demand creation aspects of our practice. And this is a really critical and an opportune time, frankly, to build your pipeline of new opportunities because of what's taking place. So as you think about every conversation that you're having with people today, it should not only be to do business or more business with them, but also build your business through them by mapping out who else they're connected to and then tapping into those connections to secure introductions and endorsements. When your clients are expressing gratitude for the reassurance and the clarity that you're providing, it's the perfect time to say, oh, you've mentioned that you golf with Bob, who is another successful entrepreneur and have for the last 20 years. Oh, are you talking to Bob about some of the things that are taking place like we all are talking to friends and families about? And you know, is how's he feeling? Do you feel like he's having the kind of conversations that we're having with his advisor? And if you don't know, and you think he might benefit from, at the minimum, a discussion, I'd be happy to connect with him and provide him some perspectives. Or if you know anybody else that you care about that you think is not being provided with the type of advice, counsel, planning that we do, please introduce me. So there's an opportunity through your clients because they will see that the experience they're receiving from you is very different than often the experience other people are receiving elsewhere. I'd also, as you think about net new opportunities, so people in your prospect list, inventory list, this is a great time to really revisit that. Include prospects that you didn't win recently that made a choice to go or stay somewhere else. Many of those people may be feeling disillusioned at this point. Great time to circle back. Former clients, if you recently came from another firm. And this is a perfect time. There are many people that are not having the types of conversations with their advisors that you have with your clients. Same types of questions that you can ask those prospective clients, right? How are you feeling about things? Optimistic, concerned, confused? What's your advisor telling you to do? 
What's your plan telling you to do? Right? Do you trust in your plan? Do you, do you have clarity around what your plan is telling you to do or not do? And oftentimes we find out that they don't have clarity because they're not having conversations with their advisor. Right? How frequently are you hearing from your advisor? These are great questions to surface an opportunity to say, you know, I, I'd really welcome the opportunity to sit down, just share some perspectives. You know, the reason that I do and we do as a team here, what we do is, is to ensure that at no time any of our clients ever says, I don't really hear from my advisor or at no time they have a lack of clarity and therefore comfort around the plan that we've built with them. So remember to, to map and tap, to extend an offer of help to people, stay extremely connected to your clients. And remember, again, you didn't cause this economic scenario. You're not in control of that, but you are in control of who wants to do business with you when the conditions are right for them to do business with you. And you're absolutely in control of keeping very connected to your clients. Execute well, and I look forward to our next episode.